Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Good to have you here. I am our main beat writer covering the Las Vegas Raiders, joined by my assistant beat writer right now, the one and only, the legend, Zeke Trezevant. Zeke, how you doing, bud? Hondo, man, doing great. Excited to be here. Excited to, to, to be doing this, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I said earlier in the week, the next six games are going to tell us everything we need to know about Josh McDaniels. There is the Lions game on the road on another Monday night that I, you know, you I, I expect them to lose. But this, but these next five of these six games are winnable. I'm not saying he has to win all five, but this Raider fan base, they are not happy. But the best way to win them over is just win, not with charm, not with smiles, just win and I have said these next six weeks are not about the Raiders and it's not about the opponent it's about Josh McDaniels you know Bill Parcells is famous for saying this if I continually have to ask if you're the guy you're not the guy you're not and I understand he's only in year two but based on what's happened in Denver and based on some some of the people that they've picked who have not panned out they are now – I'm not talking about draft picks either. I'm talking about free agents. Free agents. Now it's time for him to show Raider Nation, give them hope. This isn't a Super Bowl team. I even said I didn't think they were a playoff team. I thought they were 9-8 and eight with the talent and coaching that they had. But he's got to win to show them and give them a reason to buy into him. Agree or disagree, next six weeks, all about Josh McDaniels, and it's going to tell us everything we need to know. Yes, I agree that it's all about Josh Josh McDaniels, but I will say that it does have something to do with the opponents as well because look at who they're playing. Patriots, winnable game. Bears, winnable game. Lions, I agree with you. That's probably going to be a loss. Giants and Jets, like those are very winnable games. So I think had they been playing, you know, teams like the Chiefs for the next six weeks and they lost those, people might give them the benefit of the doubt. But those games right there, they should win a decent amount of those. If Josh McDaniels and the Raiders go out there and they don't do well, it's going to it's going to be ugly. It's going to get ugly. And to your point, he doesn't have to go out there and win all the rest of the games. Just show some progress, show some signs of life, show some fight. Right. As a as a head coach, that's all Raider Nation wants to see. That's all any of us wants to see. Right. Just show that you care, show that you're passionate about it. Um, Try some new things. Right. But you're right. If they go through these next five games and they lose two, three, four of them, there's going to be some tough, tough conversations that have to be had. And I think that's fair. Wanna, would you agree that Justin Herbert is perceived nationally as one of the top young quarterbacks in all the National Football League? Hands down. Yes, sir. Okay. So I'm going to give you his stat line from Sunday. Okay? This is fascinating to me. 24 attempts, 13 completions, 167 yards, two sacks, one TD, no interception, QB rating 72. Hold on one second. That was from this Sunday. He he had the one interception, right? Uh, was that that was from I, this past Sunday? I said one interception, didn't I? Oh, okay. My my bad. I thought you said zero interceptions. But yes, th- that stat line Maybe, is correct, yes, sir. I, I may have. Okay, if I did, I'm sorry. You know? Now let me read you Aiden O'Connell's, who everyone seems to act like was terrible. Thirty nine attempts, so fifteen more than Herbert. He had as many completions as Herbert had attempts, 238 yards, seven sacks, one interception, QB rating 68. I'm sorry, 
I think there was a lot Josh McDaniels could have done to help him. I don't think he was well prepared. Uh, I could not believe some of the blocking packages and other things that they did. I don't know. I, I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, the rookie wasn't what we thought. Man, I thought he was really good. And I was talking – I'll tell you who off the off camera. I was talking to a very famous NFL quarterback who said to me, man, I I wish nobody I'm, – I'm glad nobody saw what I did in my first couple years in the league because I didn't have to play. Yeah. And he goes, I got a chance. He goes, man, I, th I was impressed with the kid. I don't get some of the dislike for Aiden after one game. I'm 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 a buyer. I saw a lot to be excited about with Aiden O'Connell. Your thoughts? Listen, and maybe I'm a little bit overpassionate about about Aiden O'Connell, but I liked everything that I saw. All things considered, right? You can't look at you know the struggles at in you know the first half and not look at the success in the second half. You got to look at the total picture. And and I agree with you. Um, you know, Khalil Mack being single single blocked, you know, pretty much the entire game after he's completely disrupted your first half is is curious I, I didn't understand that um lining your lining your your rookie quarterback up in in uh an empty backfield on an important third down after the first half that the uh chargers defense had again makes no sense uh that last play call that uh o'connell threw the interception on made no sense uh i agree with you there's sometimes i wonder like how well are they helping this guy out you know um i think for a rookie he did a great job um especially considering the sacks you remove those sacks I believe that the Raiders probably would have won that game, um, but they just no, got off. No, the let me go back. Start. Let me go back to the Raiders Steelers. I'm gonna read you Jimmy Garoppolo's line: <laughs> 44 attempts, 28 completions. Okay, so Aiden did really well. He had a 324 yards and and but he had four sacks, two TDs. Three interceptions with a 72 QBR. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not that much better. I'm no, you know what? I keep saying that. You know what's funny? Is this is what I love about our new digital age. Everyone keeps saying to me, quit saying I'm sorry, like Josh McDaniel says, you know. All right. So I you gotta know. quit that. <laughs> you know? But you know, I, uh, stop it. You're not gonna gotta get that out of my head. But the thing that that I get. Is you know you'll see these people who just want to hate everything. Okay, give me a break. I thought the kid looked good. I thought he was unprepared by his team. Uh and, and here's the whole deal. Monday night, if we're <laughs> sitting in the media room and the Raiders have lost, I got some tough questions. Not personal. So you so, you sit next to you. You're there with me. I don't so, make it personal, do I? No, it's never it's never personal. So that so that's I have a question for you if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Josh, in my opinion, he's probably Josh McDaniels is going to start Jimmy G this Sunday or this Monday. Let's say Jimmy. Oh yeah, I already said it. Jimmy G's healthy. Jimmy start. He's starting. So let's say Jimmy goes out there and have a, has a bad first half, and you're Josh McDaniels. What do you do? What does Josh do, or what do I do? Both. <laughs> Josh is going to stick with Jimmy G. He's going to stick with this guy. Yeah. Stick with this guy. That's why I said both. I want to know what you would do too. <laughs> you you have a better shot of catching me at one of these coffee shops wanting a 
triple mega something soy. I like those. Seed. I like those. <laughs> I'm not shocked. You got a better shot of that or asking me or having me say, um, I would rather have a tuna steak than a steak. That ain't happening. But anyway, Josh will stick with Jimmy. I, and I said this last year. So this, this is what I love about the digital age is that everything is cataloged. Yep, you can so go you back. can sit in your mom's basement with your girlfriend whose last name is .jpg under an anonymous name and flame all you want. That's fine. But one thing I love about what we do is we're on the record. I mean, you know who we are. You know what we say. And I said last year, <clears throat> you don't get rid of Derek if you go to Jimmy. To me, that was a bad move. I Now, I think Jimmy, when healthy, is better for Josh in the Josh scheme. I'm not denying that. But the term when healthy, I, I don't think Jimmy had the ability to stay healthy for 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 17 weeks, and he's already exactly. proved it four weeks in. Now, all that aside, uh, I wouldn't have signed Jimmy. But you're Josh McDaniels. You bought him. You own him for two years. I mean, they, they can't just walk away without a massive salary cap hit. You own this guy. And if you truly believe he gives you the best chance at winning, and I believe Josh believes that, then you got to go with him because Josh can't, he can't coach. And to his credit, I, and I credit him with something. He doesn't, I can't say he doesn't care because that's not true. But he's not going to let us push him. Exactly. Which no I, good coach. Exactly. No good coach should. And I, I wouldn't want that. Sometimes I wonder where he, how he gets to, from point A to point B, but he gets there. And and so that's fair for us to criticize. But you know this privately, and you know it publicly. I like Josh. And I like him a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. he's a tremendous husband. I think he's a great father. He's a good friend. We know because of his Super Bowl rings. He's a great offensive coordinator. Granted, yes. it's now fair to bring into the question, what have him and Belichick done without Brady? Without Tom Brady. You have to ask him. Yep, completely fair. But I would I would not have signed Jimmy. But my point is, is I like what Aiden gives. I know the players. I know this for a fact. And you know I talk to them. Yes, yes. I'm, they love Aiden. Now, it doesn't mean they don't like Jimmy. Because they do like him. He is a good guy. He's a likable guy. This isn't, gee, I don't like you like it's third grade. Yes, well, I'm going to tell you what one Raider player told me this week, Zeke. He said, you can't deny. As a matter of fact, let me kind of read it to you. Yes, please, please. This is his text. You've got to keep it 100. There ain't hey, no hey, place. 100, 100. <laughs> huh? You got to keep it 100. You know, that, that's, that's me. That's our word. You, you and I, 100. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. You got to keep it 100. There ain't no place on the field Aiden can't put the football. <laughs> We're all seeing the same thing. We're all seeing the same thing. And I think you hit it right on the head, right? Nobody dislikes Jimmy, but the, the nobody fact is nobody does. And he's he's a he's a, a man's man. He's a guy, right? Everybody likes like him. Yeah. Everybody likes him. But this but the, isn't about like. It's not. This it's, is about you win 
you play to win, to win the, game. the game. Hello. <laughs> right. Like, and, and you're right. And the players feel that, right. The players know who gives them the best chance to win. And that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to win, but you got to think about it last week against the chargers out of all three of those losses. That was the one loss you felt like they had a chance to win the game. Right. And honestly, outside of a bad offensive play call, they probably do win the game. Right. And you don't have that feeling without uh, Aiden in the game. So I think that's what it comes down to, right? It's just how do you feel? Who do you feel the best with under center? And I did a poll this week and thousands voted in it. Thousands. Yeah. 75% want Aiden O'Connell as the starting quarterback. Yes. And 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 I know, I know, I know Josh is gonna start Jimmy. I I can understand why he's starting Jimmy, but I personally feel like if he goes out there and he starts Aiden and Aiden has a rocky first half. He can pull Aiden, and nobody's going to blame him. But if you go out there with your guy and Jimmy, and Jimmy has a bad first half, and you don't pull him, and you lose the game, all hell could break loose. Like, you're tied at the hip with Jimmy. Why not just say, hey, the, the rookie, let's throw the rookie out there. If he doesn't do well, we put in the vet. Let the vet take us home. He's It's almost like he's, he's, he's betting too much on Jimmy G a little bit. Here's the problem, and, and, and I'm going to share this with you. So they're two years married to Jimmy. They ain't getting out of that marriage. And if they do, it's going to handicap the franchise. Okay? It's, it's bad. Is that? Oh, yeah. Is that bad? Okay. Salary cap. Okay? Yeah. Now, Josh believes he's he is the one, the best one. So, you, you that's fine. It's Josh's career. Fine. Yeah. I said to a person in the organization, and I'll be glad to tell you who when we're, we're done, this week. I said, you don't think it, it it gives Josh some credibility to go out and say, listen, we don't think Aiden, that, that Aiden did as bad as people think. Here's the stat line from her. Matter of fact, that team official, when I read him, Herbert's stat line and uh, Aiden's was shocked. Yeah. And I said, yeah. do you not think pointing that out and saying, listen, we brought Jimmy in. We're glad to have him. We appreciate him. God bless him. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> We're going with Aiden. That instantly buys him some extra time with his fan base. Not a lot of grace, but it buys yeah. him a little bit extra time. You can truthfully say the rookie's out there. I'm sorry. So let me just say this. Going back to my original comment, you know I like Josh. This isn't personal with me. This is business. I'm, I'm But... If they don't win Monday, I got some questions for Jimmy, and I got some questions for Josh that are not personal, fact-based. Yeah, all business. Yeah, all business. Quotes. Quotes. You said. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. This is what happened. Can you explain? All right. Let's go back to last week, though, when I asked him after the game. Josh, you inherited a playoff team. You are 21 games into your regime, and you're worse. How do you fix it? Yeah. I mean, like, it's on him, right? It's on him as on a him. coach. To figure, it's on him to figure it out. And uh, he's put on so much of the – he's taken on so much of the responsibility in terms of being the office of genius, in terms of having – you know, being a mastermind. For it to go backwards, uh, it, it, it can be an indictment on the head coach. So – I agree with you. All eyes are going to be on them on Monday. They have to win. They have to win. 
Um, and, and I do agree. So let me ask you this, because I, I do have a question for you. Do you think how things ended for Jimmy and San Fran has anything to do with why Josh is standing by him so tough in terms of him, in terms of Jimmy being benched uh, in San Fran? Uh, it's completely separate? Completely. I think the reason that Josh is standing by him is because Josh, and this is part of his character, is not a person that, that that's moved by the mob. Um, and I think he is resolute. He believes in his process. Now, now let me give you a couple of points that I think are very fair, very germane. The player execution has been terrible. Yes. And they've it's all been terrible. That. They've admitted and that. you can't let the players off the hook. Yes. But 21 games in, you know, when I'm seeing players you wanted continually make the mistakes. Yes. Okay. Then you own it. You own it. 100%. Because these are your guys and they're continuing to make the, mersta- the mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so what are you doing? You know, you, 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 you know what you want. When I, you know, when I said to my wife, will you marry me? I knew what I was getting. Yes. Okay. When I die, Zeke, make sure they bury me at Coles. So my wife will come see me once in a while. All right. I mean, <laughs> I knew, I knew what I was getting. So if I would have got married and then said, okay, boy, I wish you didn't, you know, I want you to stop shopping at Kohl's. You knew, yeah. I mean, I knew she was a Kohl's addict. Okay. Yeah. Quick point here. Jerry Tillery. You know what Jerry Tillery is. He's a very good player. And he, but when you look at his talent and why can't he stick? It's because of the boneheaded mistakes. Okay, now do I think Jerry Tillery went out and purposely wanted to thump Herbert and hurt him and end his career? No. I just think he made a boneheaded mistake. I, I know Jerry, you know Jerry. I don't think that the, you know, I don't think there's an ill bone in his body. I don't think he's a bad person. Agreed. I just Agreed. think he makes boneheaded mistakes. Okay, so you know you're getting that. So it, it's just like Signing a left-handed quarterback and getting pissed that he throws left-handed. Yeah. I mean, when you know what you're getting, I don't eat radishes. I don't eat carrots. Why? I know what I'm getting. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. Like, a lot of the guys that he brought in, exactly, those are his guys. And or he knew enough about them when he, when he brought them in to know what to expect. And that's where the accountability comes back in, right? Um, and for Josh, after a while, the finger starts to point at him, and that time is starting to come. Uh, so, again, hopefully Monday they get the W, and, and those tough questions are pushed off for another week. But uh, we're, we're starting to approach the danger zone really quickly here, for sure. Now, here's the amazing thing. Raider Nation. One of a kind. I love yeah. them. Yes, Man, I love their passion. Yes. I, I love them. I mean, you know, the 1% that are obnoxious, I don't like them. Doop, mute. Yeah. But 99% of them are awesome. And I love it. Even when they disagree, I don't care. They're just awesome. And, and, and they get it and they understand. I've said this, and you're a lot younger than me, so you may not appreciate this. In Milwaukee, the most knowledgeable fans in Milwaukee are the Red Wings and the, and the Canadians. Okay. okay. When you get to baseball, it's the St. Louis Cardinals. When you get to basketball, it's the Indiana Hoosiers are that way, you know, whatever. When But when you get to football, Raider fan, Raider nation, 
Raiders. Oakland Raiders. I mean, they know the game now. Yes. They know the game. <laughs> you got to say, I, I, listen, I've covered a lot of teams. Never had the amount of emails that I get from somebody. I'm like, yeah, yeah they're, they're right. That, that's right. right on the money. It's not on yeah. some fan watching. And what I love is Raider Nation will send me emails. I'm watching NFL Network, and these idiots don't know the game. And, and I'm thinking, yeah. can't argue. Yeah. I mean, I love Raider Nation. I love the passion. I love it. And when they see bad football, they're going to let you know. They're, gonna they're let not you know. pleased. Yeah. You know, I, I've always said this, and this is going to make you laugh. The two most knowledgeable fan bases in football are the Nebraska Cornhuskers and the Raiders. Completely different crowds. Yes. I mean, in Nebraska, if you go there, when you walk on the field and you're the opposing team, they applaud you. Wow. In Nebraska, if you make a big – and they're loud and they scream for their team. Yeah. But in Nebraska, if you're an opposing player and you make a great play, they'll applaud you. Just like at Indiana, they'll root – when a player makes a great shot, they'll applaud. In St. Louis for baseball, somebody makes a great play. So yeah. Raiders won't do that. <laughs> they won't do that. But they still know the game. They're great fans. Okay, so this is where I'm going with this. They know bad football. They're seeing bad football. Yes. We are 21 games. Now, I want to go back to training camp with you. Because a lot of fans are saying, oh, Hondo's turned on Josh. How many times did I tell you in training camp? Because for people that don't know, I was interviewing you and talking to you about hiring you, and we hired you during training camp. Mm -hmm. Did I say to you, you know, don't be a cheerleader and don't and, and don't be a hater. Just tell the truth. And I, I did I not tell you this? 100%. Yes, sir. During joint practices, I said, there's a lot of people that think I carry the water for the administration. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to give this coach 20 games, and then we're going to have a big enough sample size to judge him. Did or did I not tell you that? I, I literally almost finished the sentence for you because that's exactly how it happened, yes. And so the point is, I'm not turning, but we as media have an obligation to be fair. We have a job and to do. And year one, you give a coach a break. So, for example, if they were to get rid of Josh and, I'm not, and somebody's going to run – some obnoxious yeah. website. Hondo Carpenter says Josh McDaniels. I'm not saying that. But let's just assume they went and got rid of Josh at the end of the year and brought in Jim Harbaugh or brought in Rich Passaccia or anybody else. Okay. I'm giving whoever that coaches 20 games to get themselves established the first year to see what they got, the second year to bring in some players. So that it wasn't a turning. It was trying to do our job fairly. And now, after Monday night, 22 games in. What I'll say, and this is what I'll say, you know, obviously 20 games, 21 games is, a, is enough of a sample size to judge. But I think also, and I think I might speak for Raider Nation here a little bit, it's not necessarily that you lose, it's how you lose, right? It's, you know, it's, it's a matter of like, hey, okay, we can deal with losses, but don't, don't go out there and just make bad play calls. The team looks completely unprepared. They look completely lifeless, right? You can deal with some losses, but it's sometimes it's how you lose. And I think that's kind of where they are at right where they are at right now, as well as just flat out needing to win a game or two as well. So um, I think right now it's a little bit of everything for Josh McDaniels. Needed to win, at least not losing a certain kind of way, and showing some progress. You know, I, I kept wondering. Okay, where is Jakob Johnson just on the field wherever Khalil Mack is? 
Or if you want to put Josh in the backfield without a Jakob, where is Thayer Mumford? And he lines up wherever Khalil is. I mean, it was pitiful. Bad. It was Bad. ugly. Yes. It was brutal. And, and Aiden just kept getting up. Now, I am going to address a couple things. A lot of fans were furious with Josh McDaniels for his comments after the game about um, Aiden O'Connell. I'm sorry. When you get to the pros and these guys are paid, I don't think Josh stepped over any lines with some of his criticism. He does have to get rid of the ball quicker. He does have to – I mean, I, I think that was all fair. And I know people say, well, you know, Josh doesn't take any accountability. Well, you and I are in his press conferences, and he always says it starts it, with it, it starts with me. He me. does. He does. I he mean, does. so I'm going to defend him, and yes. just like I'll rip him when he's wrong, but mm -hmm. I'm going to defend him when he's right. He does take that that stance, and so I, I don't think it's listen. If you don't like Josh McDaniels, that's cool. I get it. 21 games in, that's fine. But you don't have to make up stuff to hate the yeah. man. Yeah. No. 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 It's <laughs> giving you enough ammunition. Yeah, yeah, listen, you don't exactly. You, you already got enough to where you don't need to create a, a storyline in your head. In, in terms of that post game presser, I agree with you. Um, I, I will say, though, I think that's a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of Bill Belichick coming out of him a, little, a tad bit in terms of the tone. Uh, but in terms of the message itself, I completely agree with you, right? If you're going to be a rookie, if you're going to start in this league, especially at the most important position, those are important things, right? It's not it's it's not all you know hunky dory when you turn the ball over three times. And I think it might have been what three times in a row, if I'm not mistaken. So that's just a learning lesson. Uh, so just like Josh has to take accountability as the head coach, he also has to call his players out respectfully in the right way when the time is, when the time comes. And he, I think he did that. We got a, some more to talk about here. This is the second week in a row of a nationally televised game. But Monday night, all the I've been to players' homes on a Monday night to watch Monday night football. Yes, sir. So everybody in the league is watching. Everybody in the country. In the country. Yeah, but I, I'm talking about not just the country, the league. If you, you can't, embarrassed. You can't do it. Monday you night. You and listen, I'm only laughing. I'm not rooting. Against, I want the Raiders to win. We all do. We I, both. I'm not laughing at them. I am literally laughing at how ugly this could get the whole yeah. nation watching. This is this is a monster Man. game. <laughs> they have to. They have to win the game. I feel like we're back in week one when I was like, yo, they must win the game against the Broncos. This week is a must-win game. They have to. They have to win the game. And like you said, with all eyes on them, every team in the, in, in the NFL looking at them, they have to come out and play well. They have to. Um, you just don't want to put another bad game on film for the entire league and, again, the entire country to watch, for sure. But you're right. They lose was, this game on I was Monday. Texting, I was texting last night or early this morning. It was late. With a fan, a player on another team. I'll tell you who if you ask when we go off camera. Yes, sir. And um, he's like, who do you guys got this weekend? I said, oh, uh, it's Green Bay on Monday night. OMG. That's all he sent me. He goes, can't wait to see, is it really as bad as people make it sound? Now, I said to him, no, no, it's not. It's not. I think you're going to see the Raiders win, whatever. And all he put is, sup. <laughs> 
we're going to see. That's the, the funny thing about it is that as, as much as we've been in practices and stuff, it, it's still we still go out there on Sunday or, you know, watch the game on Sunday on Monday and see things. And it's like, what's going on? Right. So hopefully they figure it out. Um, like you said, you know, I can speak for myself. I'm sure I can speak for you when I say this. We want to see those guys do well. We want to to see them win. We know they have the talent, right, to, to at least do better than what they've been doing. Um, that's all we want. But they got to go out there and play well. And I, I agree with you. If they lose on Monday, this could be this could be the start of a of a of a pretty bad, you know, downhill turn. But hopefully it doesn't go that way. Hopefully, you know, they get to two and three and kind of take progress forward. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, but, at, but as they say, you know, the big eye in the sky doesn't lie. They go out there and put a bad game on the film on Monday. It's not going to be good. With everybody watching, man, this yeah. this it would be just brutal to the Raiders. You know, you know this because I've told you privately. I've said it publicly. I've done this for so many years. And other than just a couple of guys, I like everybody on this team. I really do. Uh, these are really good guys. Yeah. Good people. Just good guys. And so when we laugh, we're not laughing at them. We're just laughing at, you know, what could be on a Monday if they on a, on a Monday yeah. night going into a Tuesday if they lose on Monday night football. It's just it's stunning. Someone yes. asked me yesterday, are you going to change your nine and eight prediction? No, because that's where this team is. I want to share this story with you. So years ago, I had an NFL general manager who has won a Super Bowl. Um, we were, I was, I had a chance at the NFL combine, him and um, him and I share a mutual friend. So we're just sitting there in the hotel visiting. It wasn't, it was just a relaxing moment. And I said to him, can I ask you a question? I go, yeah. And I go, how do you judge a season success? Is it only a Super Bowl, whatever? He said, no. And I'll tell you who this is. If you ask, he said, no, he said, but here's what I do. Because I know some years because of the cap, I don't the play the coach doesn't have as many players or whatever. I look at the coach, the team, the talent, and say, this is where they should be. And he goes, if I have a coach that I think is six-win team and he wins six, okay, he did what I expected with what I gave him. He wins seven or eight. Ooh, okay, he did a little bit more than what I gave him. And so that's how I judge seasons. This is a 9-18. and 18. Does it look like right now they're going to get to 9-8? and eight? No. And if they don't, that's on Josh. Yes. That's why I keep saying it's all about Josh. Yep, players made mistakes. All about Josh. Teams yep. underperforming. All about Josh. So to me, I, I, this is huge because I want them to do well. All right, I want to get to another subject. They've put over 100, they put a, over $102 million of the cap into defense. I mean, into offense. Yes. When you look at who they have on offense, I mean, Marcus Peters would not be here had they drafted well before they got here, or he would have not been here if they could have, you know, uh, had the money to do some other things. When you look at that defense and how they perform based on what the Raiders have invested in them, and that's what you have to look at. I know fans don't. But I'm trying to think analytically. I'm trying to think like a general manager and a, and, and a person because I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. Have I? Do I think the offense has been great? I mean, the defense? No. But I think the defense has performed better than the offense. And when you got $102 million and a man that many in the NFL considered an offensive genius coaching your team and you're as pitiful as you are, I'm sorry. 
I'm all right with the defense considering the circumstances around it. Where am I wrong, Z? I, I know, I know. Don't get me started, man. Don't get me started because I listen. I've been I'm start, I've been start, start, start. <laughs> listen, in my in my articles, I've been like almost bursting at the seams. Like you're 100 right. Like you got to think this defense was one of the worst in the league the last two or three seasons statistically. You made some changes, you made some additions, but again, you put pretty much most of your resources into the offensive side of the ball. If you look at what the Raiders have actually done on defense in terms of the money they put in, the people they brought in, and the performance on the field, the defense has done well. What you can't do is you can't have 10 turnovers, and you can't keep giving the defense, you can't keep putting them in bad situations and then saying that they're not playing good football. No, give them a, a, a beneficial situation. If you know your defense is your weakness – why is your offense so bad with the offensive guru and all the money on the offensive side? I'm sorry, don't get please don't get me started on this. The defense Yo, has get played, started, get started, get started, get started. The defense has played admirably. You and again, are they world beaters? No, but they were never supposed to be world beaters. If you look at what they've done, they're I I, I honestly think they've overperformed the talent that they have on defense. I do. It might be marginally, but all things considered, they've done well. The offense has to bring it. The offense has to do a better job. At least stop putting the defense in a bad position. Right. That, so that's let, very let, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You, you're good. That, that was. Yeah. Let me put this into 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 real simple terms. You know, Zeke, you're my friend and you work for me. I, I'm a simple man. Yes, sir. I, I'm not. I'm not. a Yeah. Simple yeah. guy. My son, Shane, who just graduated high school, he's in his first year of college. He comes home from school the first day of kindergarten. And I said to him. Hey, buddy, how was school today? He is just, you can see his face is red. My teacher's terrible. <laughs> I said, well, why? I don't know how to read. <laughs> it's a teacher's fault. I said, what? <laughs> he goes, I don't know how to read, Daddy. I've been waiting to go to school so I can learn how to read. I said, well, buddy, it's only one day. It's a really high expectation. You said she was a good teacher. She happened to be a friend of our family. And so I laughed. Now, here's the whole thing. All these people, Patrick Graham needs to be fired. Patrick Graham sucks. Patrick Graham is terrible. <laughs> Why do we have Patrick Graham? <laughs> Patrick Graham is making souffle With nothing. on eggs. Yes. Yes. And Alpo. Yes. He's, listen, he's making something out of, I don't want to say nothing, but he's, you know, they're not giving him a whole lot to work with. And he's pulling every little bit of good play, every little bit of talent out of those players. And one thing I'll also point out is how they have overcome, overcame that adversity, right? Every time they get put in a bad position, you don't see them out there hanging their head. They give up a big touchdown. They're not out there hanging their head. They come right back. They're back there fighting. Um, so it hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been glamorous. But if you look at solely what the defense has done just by themselves, They've done okay. They've done a good job, and I think they've done better than what they were supposed to do. Um, I just think it will look a little bit better, obviously, with some wins, but you need the offense to come play complimentary football as well. Great with you. Now, remember, everybody, you're listening to the Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. We're crowing. We're booming. Thank you. Please subscribe. Remember, you know, lots of ways. We got a Facebook page. We got our our, our podcasts are on Spotify and Apple. We've got, a, 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 you know, YouTube. We've got the regular site with the written articles. 
Um, I've got a new instant grams, but I only got it to follow Chandler Jones. I literally don't <laughs> even know how to do it. In fact, what are you laughing at, Zeke? You said you said you got it only to follow Chandler Jones. What? You said you only got the Instagram to follow for Chandler Jones. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about Instagrams. So I, I, I said to my son, "Hey, you got to help me. Have you heard of Instagrams?" <laughs> he uses something called Chat Snaps, but I said, "I, I, I don't even know what that yeah. is." I, I, um, Adam Hill, the Review Journal, tried teaching me what it is, but I, I, I just don't. <laughs> I don't remember. I said, "But listen, I need Instagrams." So I have Instagrams, and I I don't ever post to it. I don't even know how to post. A few pictures have been posted of my family because I got help because I was trying to learn. I can't do it. And my yeah. son followed a few people for me, like just a couple of Raiders and Chandler Jones. But I don't even know how to use Instagrams. But I'm going to tell you something. It's crazy. And if I get one more person. <laughs> All right, Zeke, I got to tell you this. My mother, okay, nearly 90, says to me, calls me the other day, hey, son, it's mom, really need to talk to you, it's important. Now, she's 90, or, you know, almost 90. So when she says it's almost potent, I'm thinking I've fallen and I can't get yeah, up. I can't get up, yeah. <laughs> I walk out of a meeting to call her. Mom, what's wrong? Are you surprised Taylor Swift's dating Jason Kelsey? <laughs> <laughs> that's the important call <laughs> I, said, I said mom now this is how bad I feel because you were with me in the press room a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about her I mean and I knew her as a country singer I did not know that she was popular like a global thank icon. god that again Adam Sean <laughs> Vinny you Good all schooled me that she yeah, she's pretty pretty good. Um, and I'm like, Mom, do you even know who she is? Yeah, she's this pretty girl that's in every com every commercial. I go, Mom, why do you care? Everybody cares, don't Everybody you? Cares. <laughs> no, no, Mom, I don't care. My mom's like, Oh, I may have to get an Instagrams. My mom's getting the Instagram. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Mom's got an Instagram, and she and she loves Taylor Swift. She loves T Swift. Let's go. Yes, I said Ma's to my cool. mom. I said, Mom, do you know any of her music? Because I know one song. She has this song about Tim McGraw. Okay. In fact, I think it's the one that made her popular. Um, he's a country singer. I don't. Okay, and she goes, Oh, oh, I love "Shake It Off." Now, like hey, that was that was a bop. That, that, that was a bop. I got to say, "Shake It Off" was a. It was a good one. It was a good one. It's a bop. I'm not a T Swift fan, but it was a good song. What does a bop mean? So basically, I, it's a me thing. But like, you bop your head. Like that's a good song. Like, <laughs> shake it off, shake it off. Ooh, that come on. That's a song. That's a bop right there. I know. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I just wanted to say, are you shocked with how Taylor Swift? is bringing people into the NFL. I mean, my mom does not like the NFL, but she faithfully watches the Raiders because I cover them, and, and she's now a Raider fan. She, boy, she loves Max Crosby. Oh, my God, Devontae Adams. She, I, I was telling Josh McDaniels this. My mom said to me one time, tell Josh McDaniels when he smiles, he's very handsome, but he needs to smile more, not like the guy in New England.
<laughs> so I tell Josh, I said, Josh, delivering a message from my mom. From my mom. She said, when you smile, you're handsome, you should smile more. And so literally, we're in L.A. for the Rams joint practices. We get done with the press conference. He goes, hey, will your mom be happy with that? I said, sure. <laughs> I mean, but it's amazing the way, you know, the NFL is booming right now. And, and you got to give the girl credit. Yes, she's brought in a lot of new eyes and, and specifically uh, women, right, to, to watching the games and being a little bit more uh, into what the games are or what's happening at the game. So am I surprised that she's bringing in um, the fans? Not necessarily, but the amount of fans that she's bringing in and the amount of new fans that she's bringing in, that that is kind of shocking. I, I will say I, I think it speaks to the power of Taylor Swift for sure. Think about this. A good rated NFL game is 9 million views. And I was told yesterday that the Chiefs game, the last one, I think it was on Sunday night when Aaron Rodgers was there, had 23 million viewers. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. That's a big deal. All right. Um, let's so, – yeah. How did we even get on that subject? Sorry, yeah, I feel sorry. like we just dumbed <laughs> down our podcast because we talked about that. Jeez, OP. But my, my point to you that I think is very simple. Oh, I do have to say this. So I'm not – you know, I'm not a fan. Well, my wife, because she's built friendships in the organization, whatever, <laughs> she's a huge Raider fan now. Her and my my son decked out in Raider gear. They're Raider man. They're and she'll get so mad at me. You know, I'm not a fan. That's ridiculous. You should be. I mean, whatever. <laughs> All right, I'm, I, I tell you what. And now she, she's mad. Yeah. I don't need all these women being football fans because of Taylor Swift. They should have been football fans because it's the best sport in the world. <laughs> She's a real one. I like it. Yeah. We have a, we have a, a, a fight brewing in the yeah. feminine community. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Back quickly, though. So I don't think – do I think Patrick Graham's defense has been amazing? No. But I think what he's done compared to what he has, people have to give him – the respect, put some respect on his name with what he's done with what they've given him. Agreed? 100% agree, and that's kind of what I've been trying to say, you know, via my articles. Um, anybody, If you just watch, just pay attention to what the defense has and what they've done and, and compare that to what they've done in previous seasons, and you kind of have to tip your hat to, to Graham. I think he's done a pretty good job, all things considered. All right, I'm going <clears> to <throat> ask you this final question, unless I think of a really good one. The Raiders right now, are wasting Max Crosby and Devontae Adams. These are great players, generational talents. Max Crosby and Devontae Adams are going to be talked about long after they retire. And I've heard people say, I wish the Raiders would trade them, you know, so you're not wasting their career. I disagree. Those are your building blocks. And I know fans are frustrated I know Josh is frustrated. I know the players are frustrated. But, Zeke, there is still 13 games left in this season. With six to go, the next six, really going to tell us everything we need to know about Josh McDaniels. What do you think their record is after six games? After six games, they're one and three right now. Let's no, see. no, just these six games. What do you think oh, they do? So out of these next three games? Or next six games, I got six. three and three. Let's let's be let's let's go three and three. Um, let's just be kind of middle of the road. As much as I want to go over, 
I, I can't see them going over unless something changes. Um, but I do think they can win three of those games. Like they can, they can beat. Well, as much as I want to say they can beat the Patriots, I think that can now be a toss up when I really think about it. Um, and then a few of those other games, they can definitely, you know, get the W on Chicago. Come on. Like that's a, that should be a win. Jets should be a win. Giants should like, they're better than those teams. Right. So I think they should get at least three of those specifically uh, Jets, Giants, and, um, and, uh, and I think they can beat the Patriots as well. I think they can. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. The, the thing yeah. is that they can, the thing is that they can, they can win games. Right, they outside of the Buffalo game, they've been in every single game. They just have to get out of their you know, own way. What amazes me is when fans say Josh doesn't care. I th- yeah, I think it's his. I think it's how he comes across. I think he comes across as very. I remember telling you this, and you can tell the fans if, if this is one hundred percent accurate. The first time I really visited with you on the field during training camp, and. I was explaining to you and I said, listen, I wish people knew the Josh away from the podium. Yeah. And I wish they could see him interact with his wife and children and his family to get to know him as a person. Now, granted, doesn't matter. It's all about wins. You can have the nicest guy in the world as a coach, but he's not winning. He's going to get fired and should. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying that predicates him to keeping his job with a poor performance, yeah. but I mean, I've told you before and now you've been around, you've gotten to see a little bit of it. He's not that guy. He's not cold. He's not. Bill is. Yes. I mean, Bill is not liked. The man does not smile at all. Yeah. Bill isn't liked in his building. Bill isn't liked in the league. Bill isn't liked at all. In fact, I, I was talking to a Hall of Famer the other night and I made a comment to him. I said, man. The only people respect Bill's football mind, but they just don't like Bill the person. He said, man, you got that right there. Okay, Josh, people don't like Josh the public thing, but the private guy is great. Yes, yes. I I just think, you know, if he would go off like Dayball did the other day, I think it would be good for Jimmy G for him to throw the visor like Steve Superior. And I know it's Spurrier. I'm just being yes. funny. Yeah. Like Steve Superior. To go out dayballish. To pull a, 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 a Nick Saban on a Lane Kiffin on assistant coach. Yeah. To throw a headset. Spark something. Show these fans I'm pissed. Yes. Yes. And I think so. I think that's part of what's going on, right? Like, obviously, we're behind the scenes. We see him. You know, when he's not at the podium, we know how likable of a guy he is, how cool of a guy he is. But I think what's happening is, is again, We've spoken about how passionate of a fan base the Raider, you know, Raider Nation is. They're one, the, the team is one and three. You got a lot of pissed off fans, and you got a lot of pissed off fans, and they're looking to the coach for something. And the coach is very cool, calm, and collected. You take that attitude, that mind, you know, being upset, and you're matching it with very cool, calm, and collected. That's why Josh is coming across that way. Is because of who he's coming across to. Albert Einstein said this one time: the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. You've got a Michael Mayer who you go out and draft, and everybody knows your system. Julian Edelman. Uh, who's the other guy? Wes Welker. Uh, others. The Gronk. And others. Tight ends. You go get Michael Mayer. You can't get him the ball? Now, now listen. 
when it was just Jimmy, you could blame Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now your rook gets in and throws 39 times. <clears throat> and some would argue probably looked better compared to what you're paying them and experience than Jimmy. And he's not getting the ball. Oh, by yeah. the way, Hunter finally got two throws. But my, my point is that's on coaching. Yeah, some, that's, some of that is by design. Yeah, it is. There's it's, there's no more denying it. It's but like at that there, it is by design. Like you're he's neither one of your quarterbacks looked really towards Hunter or uh towards Mayer after four games. Like you can't keep on saying that the defense dictated. Yeah, they, obviously the the defense dictates certain things. Falling behind early dictates your play calling, but not not to the point where Mayer is not even getting looked at. Not to the point where Hunter Renfro is not even getting looked at. Three passes in in four. Like stop. No, some of the, it it is coaching. One hundred percent. And here's what bugs me. This is a testosterone-fueled sport. This is not soccer, where if a guy walks within three yards, the other one falls down, the ref holds up a credit card, and you leave. Yeah. This isn't swimming. It isn't basket weaving. It's not gymnastics. It's not cheerleading. It's football. It's football. <laughs> At what point do you say, I'm not doing what you dictate? Screw you. We're running our offense. You stop us. Yep. And listen, that, and, I, and again, again, this is. Wait, go ahead. <laughs> we're on the same page. And this is the conundrum, right? As much as they want to dictate things, the reason they can't dictate things is because of themselves, right? They're the ones turning the ball over. They're the one not running the ball. They want to, it's all, it all goes back to coaching. It all goes back to Josh McDaniels, right? It all starts and ends there. So yeah, they want to dictate it, but they can't because they're turning the ball over. And it's just a nasty circle of, of, of disappointment, basically. So, no, I'm with you. I, listen, Michael Mayer, just this is just talking about him. The man is meant to play tight end in, in, in the NFL. Extremely talented. He's got the skills. He's got the skills. So for them to not even try to use the dude, I, I, I can't wrap my head around it, to be honest with you. And like you said. I'm going to tell you I'm, something. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I interrupted you, and I didn't no, mean please, to. Please, I apologize. Please. Oh, no, no. Okay. No, I was going to say, like, to your point of it being, you know, a testosterone-filled, you know, a game, can you imagine how Michael Mayer must feel, right? Can you imagine how Hunter Renfro must feel? All these guys, like, they, they feel a way. They have to. Now, they're, they're going to give us the politically correct answer. I get that. But deep down, you know you know Hunter Renfro's like, what's going on? You know, you know Michael Mayer's like, it's a whole new world. You know what I mean? So, like, you, you got to at least uh, try to appease these guys, right? At least try. They're not even trying. They're looking at the same two or three people, you know, Jacoby, and rightfully so, Jacoby, Devontae. Etc. But what happens when those two guys get shut down? That's why the offense has been stymied so much. They're not opening up the playbook. It is. And then, then wait a minute. Here's another one that the team is frustrated that isn't getting utilized. Trey Tucker. Man. These players yes. ranted and raved about him in training camp. Mm -hmm. He's so talented. Okay, you keep him. You ain't using him? Not even using them. Kept them on I mean, the roster. He's listen, roster how much spot. better would Devontae be if they were using other – I mean, give Devontae all the credit in the world. He's doing yes. it with double and triple teams almost every play. Not every, but almost. Yeah. How much better would Jacoby be if they remembered, oh, we've got a tight end. Oh, our offense is predicated on tight end. Oh, we've got Hunter <laughs> yeah. Renfro and Trey Tucker in the flats. So, oh. I mean, so, 
Can you, so can you imagine Devontae's frustration? So think about it. Usually when your number one receiver is getting double and triple team, it's because you don't have any other receiving threats that are worthy. The Raiders aren't in that predicament. They have plenty of other receiving threats that they could use, including Josh Jacobs out of the backfield, which I guess they discovered that <laughs> last Sunday, right? Like, can you imagine Devontae's Wait, wait, wait. Aiden O'Connell. Yes. Yes. Discovered that. Very true. Very true. <laughs> a AOC discovered that. <laughs> not, not the other way around. Huh? AO4. AO4. That's what we're rolling with. AO4. AO4. Yeah. Boom. Easy done. Listen, great nickname. But yes, it, it, again, imagine Devontae's frustration in the sense of like, yo, we actually have the talent to get some of the attention off me, but because we're not calling the right plays slash executing correctly, I'm still getting double and triple team. Again, there's got to be some frustration there, but you know, they they, they put right, on so, a united front. So let me leave you with this. Okay. I'm getting there, so bear with me. I am pulling this up. We did a poll. Who wins on Sunday? Raiders by one to eight, 34 percent. Packers by one to eight, 33 percent. Raider Nation, flowing in confidence. Raiders by eight, by nine or more, nine percent. Packers by nine or more, 24%. 58% of Raider Nation thinks the Packers coming into Allegiant on Monday Night Football win. See, the Raider Nation. What's the state of the nation? Not good. Not good. Not happy. Not optimistic. I think that's a. I think that shows you what the fan base, uh, how much they believe in. The, honestly, the coaching staff. I think their belief is there in the team. I think they don't believe in the coaching staff, and I think they honestly think that the Packers fans are going to show up. You know, much like Steelers fans showed up a couple weeks ago, and that could swing the game. I think is what most people believe. I'm going to tell you right now. I have no problem with a Raider fan who paid all that money and the PSLs and everything else for an organization that told them our motto is just win and we're not winning. Mm -hmm. I know this is going to get me excoriated. I don't care. And I'm not sorry. I have no problem with the person saying, I'm selling my ticket. Some cheesehead from Wisconsin wants to come in or some cheesehead fan from Dallas wants to fly up and go to the game and pay me a grand for my two seats. I'm taking them. Oh, take the money and run. I'm taking the money and running because my team ain't living up to its end. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I believe this. Because Raider Nation is that way. They are so impassioned. You put a winner on the field, they're going to show up. Show but up. they're tired of paying. They're tired of paying for filet mignon and getting spammed. Yeah. And to, so as a former PSL salesman, okay, let me tell you, you're right, okay? And to, and to your point, right, like why – first of all, the Raiders PSL in terms of their ticket price, highest in the NFL. Highs in the NFL. So if you wanted to sell that ticket and make some of that money back instead of watching a bad product on the field, I can't blame you. To me, that's the American way. Why wouldn't you do that, right? But to your point, put a winner on the field, and I promise you, that, that Allegiant Stadium is going to be filled with nothing but Raiders fans. None of us have any doubt about that at all. I don't want to pay money, and I definitely don't want to turn down money to go watch a bad product. So if I was a Raiders fan, I would sell my ticket too. That's what you're supposed to do. Capitalism 101. Like, or put a winner on the team, right? Or, or, you know, or don't sell them. Our motto is just win. It's, you know, I, I saw, and I, and I, this is not, I mean, I saw one fan who had a shirt on um, 
at the Charger game, and they they had a big Raider on it, and on the back it said "committed to me, committed to mediocrity." No, and I'm like, that hurts. That's that's, that's tough. That's, yeah, that's fine. Well, I don't blame the fans for being mad. This is this these next six games are the Josh McDaniel show. I don't care who gets hurt. I don't care who's no, an, unable. None. 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 No. You, you, you know, if Jimmy's not healthy, I don't want to hear it. You signed you a guy that. that is Mr. Glass. Jimmy G being injured or being hurt is, is not an excuse. No, sir. No, sir. You signed no, sir. him. No, he was. He's had a, a crazy injury history for years at this point. You knew exactly what it was. And and you're a firm believer in the greatest ability is availability. And you still signed him. So there's no excuses. There's no excuses. None. Stay on the line. We got a lot to talk about from yes, Sports sir. Illustrated's Fan Nation. But we do have we have almost better talks <laughs> off camera than on, and we have some good ones. Yes, sir. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Give my best to Jasmine. All right. Yes. From the Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm Hondo Carpenter. That's my guy, my buddy Zeke Trezevant. See you all next week. God bless you, everybody. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network.